Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James B. Friel. I am super excited about our show today. We've got a guest here who's just got some real value and knowledge to drop on us related to one of the biggest issues that I think a lot of entrepreneurs are facing. And uh, we're gonna get to Steve Lois in just a second. But before we do, I wanna check in with my co-host from across the pond, the guy with the funny accent who doesn't think he has one, Dean Holland. How are you today? <laughs> I am awesome. I, I had to just listen in real closely and slowly there to try and pick up what it is that you were saying. Uh, I'm sure most of our listeners understand that I am the one without the accent. Right. No, they don't. We have mostly uh, U.S. <laughs> people who speak proper English. But they're naturally more attracted to me because of that, though. That's the thing. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> There's no accounting for taste on this show. <laughs> But I'm awesome, of course, and excited for the show with Steve here today. Yeah, so Steve, welcome, uh, welcome to the party. How are you today, man? Hey guys, man, I'm I'm doing fantastic. Aside from freezing up here in Michigan, where I'm at today, it's a it's a good day. Right. Yeah, I think uh, right now, as we're uh, recording this, the entire U.S., including my previous home state of Florida, is getting a real bit of a freeze, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's uh, I think it's 10 degrees here right now. It was minus one when I decided to get up and, and start my day. So it's it's a bit chilly across across the country. Can I just point out, this sounds like summer to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Virginia last week and it's supposed to be warm in Virginia. It was it was 11 and 13 degrees the couple of days I was there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm constantly used to cold. I'm always suspicious when when you guys over in the US say it's cold. I think your cold is, is very different to us. Fair yeah. enough. Dean is a uh, very battle-hardened Brit who uh, just perpetually complains about the weather like most <laughs> we complain yet we never leave <laughs> it's either cold or it's raining over there right dean that's correct or, or sometimes we get a cocktail of both fair enough <laughs> it's a three season option <laughs> when you're, yeah, cold rainy or combo <laughs> that's it awesome so so steve so we're super excited to have you here today you know one of the things that you're gifted at is uh, the people side of business and every entrepreneur that I talk to on their trajectory of growth is always in need of somebody who's going to help them, right? Like you can't, as an entrepreneur, just make it on your own. You have to eventually build a team around you and get great people who are helping you, who are bought into your vision and all that stuff. So I'm super excited to dive into uh, you know, your area of expertise, which is people and recruiting and maintaining them and managing them and developing them and all that stuff. But before, before we get like the nitty gritty questions on that, how on earth did you get into your own business and why the people side? Because a lot of people run away from the people side. I'm curious, maybe you've got a few screws loose or you really enjoy it. Like what's, <laughs> what's the deal? Why did you do that? Well, I, I think as an entrepreneur, all of us have a few screws loose. So that goes without saying, right? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but, but there's very few people that actually get into the people business on purpose. You, you kind of run from it unless you're an HR person, which I am not, 
right? I'm an architect by education. That's what I went to school for. That's what I did for a short period of time. But, you know, I'm in my mid forties now. So that was a long time ago. That was before CAD. So everything was done hand rendering. And to be honest with you guys, I got sick of sitting behind a a drawing board at that point. Just got tired of it. So I flipped to sales, got a great mentor who taught me the art and science behind selling and ultimately became the general manager, general sales manager of an office equipment dealership here in Michigan and needed to hire people. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was a young whippersnapper. I hired a firm to help me hire people. And although we ended up successfully hiring those people, and when we hired the last one, the owner came to me and said, hey, Steve, great job. I sold the business. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yes. You know, I, I had no idea. In retrospect, I should have seen it coming, but the reality of it is I didn't. But what I ended up doing is is I decided that I loved that people piece of the business so much and so many people do it so wrong that I joined the firm that I used as a partner back in the early 90s and hence got into this business. And then since have started four or five different businesses, all related to people. That's awesome. So, so I got to ask though, like what's, this is, this is my favorite part of talking with somebody like you is like the horror stories on this side of stuff. (laughs) Maybe it's the mood that I'm in. Maybe it's because I know Dean is cold and rainy right now. And I want (laughs) to just like warm his bitter heart with a story like this. (laughs) My dark soul. (laughs) (laughs) What is the craziest story that you have from interviewing or hiring people where somebody just got like totally wrong or things just went sideways? Well, let me give you a a good one. So CEO of a, let's call it a large fortune 1000 US based company is hiring a senior vice president. And this senior vice president comes in to interview with the CEO. If she's being led into the office, she obviously will connect with the CEO's assistant which she did. And they have the typical chatter before she's walked into the CEO's office. She goes in, she has the interview. As she's coming out of the interview, you know, she says goodbye to the assistant and the CEO comes out after her. And, and as most CEOs would do, it, it says to his assistant, what did you think? You had some conversation with her. And this assistant looks at him and says, fantastic, except for the Jessica Simpson stripper shoes that she was wearing. <laughs> okay. Nice. Now keep okay. going with this. They ended up not hiring this particular individual based on the feedback that the CEO got from the assistant. That's okay, but here's the problem. Somebody overheard the comment who happened to be friends with the individual that was interviewing and told her what was said. So what do you think happened next? (laughs) Lawsuit, lawsuit, lawsuit. Right. and, and the Jessica Simpson stripper shoes cost the organization about $11 million to keep it quiet. Ooh, no kidding. Wow. wow. <laughs> Some expensive shoes. So, so be careful about comments is all, is all I would say. Right. Well, it's really interesting that you chose that story because that, those are the types of shoes that Dean typically wears too. <laughs> I'm actually wearing some right now. I'm very little else. <laughs> yeah. So obviously that's a big, that's a big no-no. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so that's like on the legal side of things, and so when you're when you're working with people, are you advising and sort of helping them across the entire process, or is there a particular area that you guys feel is like your primary strength? Like, is it the recruiting side? Is it 
you know, the managing side? Is it more of, you know, uh, retaining and developing or like how, like, where do you say, you know, you're like your, your priority of strength really, really shines? So it's really in all three. And, and the reason I say that is you can't, it's very difficult to separate those three. Yeah, functionally, they're a little different, but, you know, determining who you want to hire and who you need to hire, you really got to have a sense of the candidate DNA that you're looking for. What do you need? Why you need it? And then ultimately determining the same thing in a candidate. That same stuff is what you use to ultimately develop them and retain them until a point that you can't develop them any longer. And then you got to let them go. So, that's not, they're, they're three separate functions, but they're so closely tied and, and we get it wrong because we separate them too much. Hmm. I Think like that. that. Yeah. So you're brought in, you know, company X says, Hey, we realize that we need this person in this department and we need your help. Like what, like, how do you do it? Most people, this is like a black hole for most people. Well, here's here's what you, you've got to realize is that very few people, especially entrepreneurs, can say, this is exactly what I need. So when they bring us in or bring me in, guys, the first thing you got to do is figure out what the hell is really going on, right? right. W- what's the issue? And, and I call it the baker's dozen of questions. So if I sit down with you guys, I sit down with an entrepreneur and I start asking questions, right? Number one, where are you at today? What's going on? What's working? What's not working? Why do you think it's not working? What do you believe is missing? There's a whole list of questions that completely blow the mind of the entrepreneur because they're so simple, but they get to the heart of really what's going on. And as a result of that, what do you need to find in a candidate to actually fill the position? Most of us start with not even knowing what the hell we want. We hope we're, we find somebody that fits this, this idea that we have in our head. I find that the number one criteria that most entrepreneurs really want in a candidate is mind reading. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's not too many of us that know how to mind read, right? We're, we're going to do a seance to figure out if it's the right candidate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a rare breed, but that's, that's in high demand from a lot of the people that I see. It happens all the time. So y- yesterday I was having a conversation. I met with a client that, that brought in a COO. And he's like, the COO, she's just not getting it. She's been here for three months. And I said, well, wait a minute. Did you actually tell her what you wanted to have done? He says, well, kind of. I said, what do you mean kind of? Did you outline it? And of course, it came down to the, the point of no. And he was expecting her to be a mind reader. And, and he is. was the only one that had any issue with her. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's sort of my issue with Dean, too. He doesn't read my mind when we're doing this. <laughs> I do read your mind. It just scares me so much. I deny all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep your mouth shut about what's happening. That's awesome. All right. So, so you come in, you've got to get sort of some clarity. And, and I, I would agree with you that a lot of times it's, uh, it's a blind spot for, for business owners and entrepreneurs and CEOs, isn't it? Like knowing who to hire, when to hire, what role to hire for. So do you have like a particular process that you help guide them through to like establish that clarity before you go, before you go out recruiting? Yeah, go go back go back to the questions that I started with, right? It, and it sounds really simple, but until I can understand what they're trying to do, because I'm not a mind reader, guys, I can't figure out what's in your head, let alone somebody else's head. <laughs> and once you start asking the questions, you know, again, what do you feel you need next? What do you want out of this situation? Why do you want that? What's the obstacles in the way? You start to get a sense of how that leader or entrepreneur is thinking. And that allows you to start creating the profile of the type of person they think they need in that role. 
and you can actually identify skills and competencies and things around that. But you got to know what the hell's in their head first before you start just taking a square peg and putting it into a round hole. So how do you know when you've actually gotten it out of their head? Like, cause that seems like it could be a little bit more art than science. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's a combination of the two. So if you go through the list of questions, which are, you know, I, there's 13 of them, but the reality of it is that's the science part. The art is knowing when to ask the follow-up questions. Why do you want that? Why do you not want that? What are you ultimately trying to accomplish? Why are you trying to accomplish that? Most of us on, in my business guys, we don't ask the follow-up questions. We ask the, what do you want to accomplish? Well, I want to get to $10 million. Great. That's it. Right. Okay, I'm going to find you somebody that'll get you to $10 million instead of saying, where are you at now? Why do you want to get to $10 million? How do you think you're going to get to $10 million? What's the initial strategy so I can understand how this per- person fits into that? We stop short of that. So we can't expect the entrepreneur to tell me exactly what they want because they don't know. Totally. So you're saying, number one, first and foremost, you got to understand where they are, where they want to go, their goals, their ambitions, like, and, and really understand the purpose for this higher in the first place. Once that's sort of established, now you have a baseline of at least creating some sort of missing persons report for this role. Well, and that's the best way to say it is, is that it is creating a missing, per- missing persons report, right? Because it gives you a sense, a description of the person, but we all know there's so much more to that. There's all the personality issues and so on. And some of that, let's be honest, is trial and error. You can use whatever assessment test you want. You will never be batting a thousand. Never. Do you have your favorites? Do you have like some assessment tests that you always use and sort of, you know, take them with a grain of salt, but you think that they provide value? Yeah. So, so here's the way I look at it. So for like salespeople, there's a tool out there called sales drive, which I think is a pretty good tool. And the reason for it, it, let me give you my view on assessments. Assessments should not be a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Assessments should be a degree of fit and confirm what your art, what your gut is already thinking in most cases, mm. right? So let's not get too focused on the assessment side. My preference is keeping it simple, but adding some science to it by the way that you ask questions of the candidate. So I have a process called the core four that is a series of questions in each area. So an area of production, an area of purpose, and then the questions, the four probing questions you ask to get to the, to get to the inside of the candidate. That's what most of us miss. We don't do that. We look at a resume and hire off a resume or a LinkedIn profile. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. This, so this interview process sounds like it's structured, but it also could be, I mean, is it intense? Like, what's it like being a candidate? So it's very conversational. It is. So the conversation tends to get the most out of people, is in my experience after doing this for 25 years, right? Hitting them too hard, being too intense about it doesn't work. But here's how I break it down. I'll give you the quick, simple, and then we can go into it if you want. So I look at what I call core four production. So what is it the candidate can do for me? And I break it down into four areas. Capacity, do they have the skill to do the job, which we tend to do very well. So you guys, James Dean, and your listeners probably look for skill because it's the easiest thing to do. Look, a Java developer is a Java developer is a Java developer. A CFO knows finance. It's pretty easy to test for that, right? That's the simplest one. We hire generally for skill. We, we fire 89% of people, not for skill. Don't mm. miss that because that's yeah. a big deal. We do that well. 
Number mm-hmm. two in this core four is this uh, in production is this idea of character. Have they shown they have the character to actually do the job? And there's a series of questions you can ask about their past to see if they have the character. So number two is character. Number three is competency. Do they have the competency to do the job? Assuming you know what the competencies are. These are not skills. These are behaviors. And then the last one is culture. Do they actually have the cultural fit, which is the most ambiguous one of all four? And is and how do you uh, how do you define that? Because that that goes sort of back to the thing we were talking about originally is really understanding where they are and where they want to go and everything. Like you have to understand their culture in order to make that judgment call. You do. You? And so here's the interesting thing. Usually, when I ask a, a an entrepreneur, a CEO, a president, or COO of, "Hey, describe for me your culture," I'll get stuff like this. Well, we have a bean. We have beanbag chairs. Uh, well, I got a keg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get, I get that, but that does that is not indicative of your true culture. And then I get aspirational culture. It's well, we want to be the Google of the of our industry. Okay, I get that. You're not today. We need to first assess where you are today, and then understand where you're going. Let let me give you an example of this. So in in our companies, we have four companies. In our companies, we have this one that's called open to change. That is a competency that's real easy to ask questions about. Because we like to try new things all the time, new approaches, new tools, new ways to develop people, new ways to mentor people. And some people, as you probably have experienced, they hate change. Do they not? Totally. Yeah. And and if I ask somebody and say, look, when's the last time your boss came to you or your your leader came to you and said, hey, we're going to try this new approach starting tomorrow. How did you respond to that? And if they freaked out, they're probably not going to work well in our environment. And that starts to describe and define our culture. So you got to be willing to change on the a drop of a hat because our clients expect us to be testing all of these new tools, new techniques to validate or invalidate whether or not they work, right? Mm. That's mm. a key one. So you can you, every company has a, a few cultural competencies that you got to ask the questions and you got to be around them a bit to figure out what it, what it really is. Mm. And it takes a lot. I mean, and if you're going to do it on your own, I imagine it takes a, a real self-aware uh, person to do that. Yeah. So, so this is the, the piece. And we're naturally human beings. We're all liars, right? So we, especially Dean. <laughs> My name is not even Dean. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, see, how you just you just described it, or you just validated what I said. But <laughs> we we all have a tendency. Look, you know. We, I'm not saying that we're blatant, we're, we're telling BS stories, right? But we have a tendency to omit things about our culture or about ourselves and so on. So to your point, James, the first thing you got to do is you got to be freaking honest. Stop lying. Otherwise, the, when you're off hiring people, you're going to hire the wrong people nine out of 10 times. Right. Because you weren't honest with like who you are and everything. And that's going to attract the person that you're like creating that persona about, not who you actually are. Yeah. You, there's How many times have you heard stories? I mean, I, hear, I see it all the time. The CEO says they're this type of person. This is how they manage. And then somebody joins them and it's like, are you cr- kidding? This, this, guy, this guy must be on drugs or something because it's not the same person <laughs> I interviewed with. Right? <laughs> right. Totally. It's, you're better off taking all your junk laying it out on the table and saying, look, this is what we've got to deal with, but I need you to help me fix it. As opposed to saying, I'm perfect in all of these areas. It's two very different candidates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. But stop with the BS. All right. That's a, that's a tip. That's a tip for everyone <laughs> to take away today. That's a good so, strong one. Yes. 
Dean, did you hear that? I just want to reiterate. If we need to go back and have Steve say that again, we can. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got it. I've, I've mentally and uh, written that down. I've got it here. So, okay, so, so if, you, if you keep going down this, trying to find the right candidate real quick. So that was core four production that we just talked about. There's, there's a separate one that's actually called core four purpose. Now you start to get into the mindset of the candidate to see if they match with what you're trying to accomplish. Is their purpose aligned with what you're trying to do, which is why it's so important to figure out what's the purpose in your head of your business, right? Right. So there's... So there's four things. I mean, just to keep it real simple, the four things you got to know about every candidate, pain, pleasure, pursuit, and personal. Pain, what do they got now that they're trying to get rid of? Pleasure, what do they got now that you sure as heck better be able to offer it if they're going to come work for you? Pursuit, what do they not have now that they ultimately want to get? And then personal, are there any personal things that are going to limit their ability to do the job? You can't control the number four. But you got to know what's going on. And it's four simple questions. What's the issue? Why is that the issue? When are you going to deal with it? And how are you going to deal with it? Now you have a sense of what makes that candidate tick. We don't spend the time to do that. It sounds like a super awesome uh, interview process and talking with the candidates and really getting a sense of their fit. How do you make sure that the people that you're actually even getting to that interview stage are worth your time to interview them? Yeah, so so interesting question. Now, there's there's a number of ways around this, right? Is is one is just talking, to, having a conversation with them before you bring them in for an interview to see if there's even any any similarities in, in terms of what your your purpose is, your client's purpose is, or their purpose is, right? Is there an alignment of purpose? If there is not, forget the conversation. Now, others will do things like look at social media profiles and so forth, but but let's face it, as I said earlier. We're all liars. <laughs> Look at social media profiles. We put our best foot forward, do we not? True. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be real careful about that. The, the real only foolproof way is to have that initial conversation and then bring them in for the interview if appropriate. But you got to know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So you have to have your criteria ready to go before that. Oh, yeah. If you don't know, you know, going down this, this chase of I'll know it when I see it is really the worst way you could potentially look for a candidate. The worst way. Yeah. Yeah. That's like trying to uh, figure out somebody's phone number by just continuing to dial random numbers. Till you find <laughs> and then and then add the uh, the UK uh, country code and, and, and try to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, right. This is actually yeah. a hobby yeah. of James's to do this. Though. That's the thing. <laughs> I have a big time block on my calendar every day where I do that. Yeah. So or just, just take it easy on me, you guys. Throw, throw a dart at the board and hope you hit the right person. I mean, how effective <laughs> is that in hiring? Come on. It's it's not effective at all, but like that really is what a lot of people do. Yeah, because they don't know any better. They haven't been taught any better. Yeah. It, they've done everything by gut feel and to a certain extent. Look, by as entrepreneurs, we all do things by gut, do we not? True, yeah. yeah. And, and as a result of that, we have a tendency to even do that with people. And initially – when we start our businesses, it actually works pretty good because our gut tells us to hire people we know, our friends, and so forth. It's where we go beyond our own sphere of influence when we've got to hire some real expertise. The gut doesn't work as much anymore because how much of a gut feeling can you get in an hour conversation with somebody unless you've got some structured questions and you know what the heck you're looking for? Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. So Steve, so shifting gears a little bit. So you've got a, you've got a book coming out and I'm, I'm excited to read it, especially based on this conversation. 
But what are, and it's called Recruit or Get Out of the Way. Is that right? That is right. Coming out in February. Awesome. So, um, so, so tell us a little bit about what's inside the book. Like, is it, is it these frameworks and these, these different things that you're talking about that, you know, is, it's good for entrepreneurs to go through this and really understand how to do this, uh, you know, understand this process? So, so yes. So the way, <laughs> the way I start this thing out, because I know it's primarily geared for entrepreneurs because, you know, we're all thick headed. Um, we, we don't like to be told we're wrong. So I start the entire book off by telling entrepreneurs that they're wrong. That, That's a great way to like get people like you. I love it already. <laughs> so it's like, guys, gals, this is what you're. This is why you keep screwing things up. This is the mess you make. And I go through example after example of how a little potential mistake turns into something pretty specific, and and ultimately to try to scare people a little bit because the reality of it is you could really screw up your business by hiring the wrong person, right? So it mm-hmm. it really starts off with a punch in the face, which is why it's called recruit or get out of the way. Either do it right or don't do it at all, and then. Get somebody else to do it for you. But then it goes into, yeah, the some of the frameworks around this, all highlighted by st- practical stories of how to apply it. Because you could see somebody else's framework, but if there's not a description or an explanation of what you do with that framework, it doesn't always click. And we and I make sure that it clicks throughout the entire book. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. So so when when people are reading this, I guess then they have they have the tools to go and uh, now implement this on their own. Obviously, you know, they're not going to be an expert at it yet like you, but they can do it on their own. Or if they wanted to, then this is a great way for them to get more familiar with how you do it. And so if they choose to work with you, then they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, that's right. So they can either choose us or another third party. They could bring somebody in and teach them how to do it or have them trained on how to do it, which one of our companies actually does as well. Or they can just literally do it themselves. But you know, let's be honest, most entrepreneurs do not have the time once the business starts rolling to be doing all of this themselves. They've got to have a number two to help them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So where where will people be able to find this book of yours and uh, and get in touch with you then? It'll be up on our website, Steve Lois, S-T-E-V-E, Lois, L-O-W-I-S-Z dot com. And the book will be stevelois.com forward slash book. There'll be actually a sign up uh, for that here in the next couple of days. It's launching probably February 20th is what we're looking at. Perfect. So people who are di- looking to dial in their team and uh, you know sort of expand their abilities and their capabilities and everything can use this as a really great resource from the sounds of it. That's right. I'm excited. To read. Yeah. They, like, you know, I work with tons and tons of different companies. And one of the things that a lot of them just struggle with is this people aspect because they, you know, they expect people to be mind readers. They make decisions based on their gut feeling. They don't know what they want. Like all these things just lead to monumental organizational problems. And so if you can like nip that in the bud and just hire the right people the right way, uh, man, that saves a lot of time and a ton of money. No question about that. Yeah. And we, and we'll, we'll be in the book. I go through not just the hiring piece, but how do you leverage that information so you can actually start developing them. So they actually start producing for you in the five components of every individual. That's all in the book as well. Awesome. So Steve, is there like, is there like one nugget that you feel like you haven't shared yet? Because you've shared a lot. I love the frameworks, the the core four, like all of that. Is there one nugget that you think uh, we should we should share with the listeners before we wrap up today? Yeah, there's there's one last thing because we're you know people. There's one commonality in all people, and I call it what I call is the the power five, and that is everybody has a purpose, 
Everybody's got to take care of their own personal self. Everybody engages with people. Everybody's got some level of profession. And ultimately, we all want profits. If we can get all five of those in that framework together, that's going to help us be successful as entrepreneurs. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Dean, is there anything that you would like to add? No, just... (laughs) Oh, sorry about that. I I don't know what came over me there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, just that... I'm I'm on even more of a Star Wars kick because (laughs) I watched the new one. And so don't be surprised if Chewbacca makes a real strong appearance over the next few shows. (laughs) Perhaps our next guest. (laughs) Right. I sure hope so. (laughs) No, I got to say, um, this has been, this has been awesome actually, Steve, I'm looking forward to getting the book, uh, especially, you know, you hearing you talk about your core four with the production there. This has been uh, definitely a great, uh, you've been a great guest for me personally. This is something we've been going through over the last sort of 12 months is, you know, getting into a new office, expanding and growing the team. Um, so this has been definitely, you know, very beneficial for me and I'm sure for many of the listeners as well. So yeah, just want to say thank you for all the great stuff. You got it. Happy to be part of it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again for being on the show, Steve, everybody. This is a wrap. This is uh, another episode of just the tips. We're super uh, happy to have you as listeners. Make sure you support Steve and, uh, and find out how he can support you and grow in your business. Go to steveloas.com forward slash book to check out the book. We'll talk with you guys next time. Later. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.